What is going on, y'all? Welcome to the Follow Leader Podcast, man. Big time podcast for Villanova. You know, it's the game day. It's the Paul. You know, last time, you know, Villanova put it to him. But beating a team twice is real hard to do. Super, super hard to do. So, in all honesty, I would have to tell y'all that um, the big thing is uh, Eli Kane and uh, Max Struss, two seniors, that's key. I think those are one of the two things Villanova has to watch out for in losing to two seniors. Because two seniors, man, that can be that's what makes Villanova so powerful. They have upperclassmen. They have learned, learned the system and are ready. Okay, so that is even more to the fact bigger than anything that they have seniors filling over. Um, last time it was Josh Hart, Chris Jenkins. You know, you had Daryl Reynolds. Now you got Cremo, or Delaney. You know, he's out of here. Delaney's about to probably go, man. I just don't, you know, doing this thing, it'll be one guy out of here. Um, Villanova's going to have a deep team next year. Super deep team next year. But this DePaul game, is everything's a ticket. Everything is a ticket to the tournament. You got to beat these Big East teams. Everything's a ticket to the tournament. And with them being 7-0, it, it puts the staying power on how good Villanova actually is. I mean, this is phenomenal. It's phenomenal. Can anybody look at every Nova nation? If you're a college, if you're a basketball, Villanova lost four first-round draft picks. Yes, to me, Jalen Brunson was still a first-round draft pick. I mean, look where he was chosen. He was like the second pick in the second round. And come on. Let's just be absolutely real about it. I mean, the second pick in the second round. Oh, it might have been third. One of y'all, I think he was thirty, the 33rd pick. Yeah, third pick. So, listen. Those guys, you had the player of the year, the National College player of the year. Then you had Amari Spellman, big-time five-star freshman waiting for him. I mean, he leaves. I mean, just think of this team if he would stay. And, and then a super sophomore, he leaves. You know, Dante DiVincenzo, you finally get to see him spread his wings. Think if they both came back. You know, we wouldn't be, we'd be undefeated right now. We lost a lot of We got blew out. We lost a, a game to Furman that was crazy. You know, we lost to Kansas, not by that much, you know. So if I'm starting to look at some losses, uh, Penn was, uh, you know, that's a, if we had spelling, I don't, you don't, I, listen, say what you want. Them two dudes are too dynamic for college basketball right now. We would be undefeated. You'd be having Spellman, um, Pascal, DiVincenzo would be playing a three. And you got Phil Booth, and you got Gillespie. And it's possible to me, if I had to be utterly honest, but it's a sometime. It could have been DiVincenzo and Booth. And then you're looking at Baker still be getting that spot. Um, it's no doubt in my mind that Villanova is ready for. I, I'm, I've been looking at it. This Seton Hall game was so impressive. Seton Hall is not no pushover team, man. They could be a team that can make a spark and go get the tournament. Any team at 12 wins right now, 
is in 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 a in a part twelve wins right now in this season, twelve to thirteen wins right now in the season is a team that you can look at to be a twenty win team in a tournament possibility. It's not in stone, but it's a tournament possibility. And these are tough teams. So Villanova's knocking off teams trying to hit their stride. I mean dissecting them. Phil Booth, confidence, they say it's up so high. Man, it's been like that. Phil Booth, listen. Talk about Archie all you want. Talk about um, Chris Jenkins in the shot. Yeah, whatever. But if what for Phil Booth dominating, can't be stopped, play in that first national championship game that we won, you know, on this two out of three streak of championships, if it wasn't for that, we wouldn't have won. Period. We needed a spark when Joel Berry was putting the putting the juice on the whole game and Phil Booth did it. And now the way he's playing, he's looking like, listen, I'm not, I'm still saying a second round pick. I'm saying mid second round pick still, but if he keeps going like this, and we're talking about into the tournament, not just the conference tournament, which I still could spell it then, because if you're playing like this, this consistently is where you're shooting the ball. He's shooting, <coughs> excuse me. He's shooting 42% from the field. I mean, from the three point line, you know, He's shooting 46% from the field. He is having a very good shoot. His best shooting season of his whole five years in college. And another thing about the McDonald's All-American thing, that is so garbage. You don't let a man play because he's a fifth year. Phil Booth is a fifth year senior. You think he won't be on no all-Big East teams or he won't be on no all-tournament teams? Or Come on, man. I just, I really, if he's player of the year, he's player of the year. They're not going to not give it to him because – I just feel like it's so whack and so retarded. I don't I don't even agree with that law. And that rule they have. So, in all honesty, um, this Max Struss is gonna be that guy. Him and Booth are gonna get it down. Max Struss is averaging 17 points a game, you now six rebounds. And he's gonna be a guy you gotta stop. Eli Kane, um, Femi Alujobi, another guy. You know, they got some they got four guys that's averaging double figures. So they're going to be coming out trying to get Villanova. Villanova's out of target on their back, especially in the East, because they like teams probably thought it was that easy. Oh, they ain't got four. I mean, we lost four big, the, the most outstanding player of the year, the freshman, Big East freshman of the year, and we lost the, 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 the to me, the best defensive player in the Big East when he was there. Ever since he got defensive player of the year, I don't think there's been no guy. He got co-defensive player of the year, Michael Bridges. I don't think no guy's a better two-way player in the nation still at that time than Michael Bridges. He could dominate on both sides of the court. Jalen Brunson was the player of the year. We lost in the Big East player of the year, so we lost all four of them and look at 16-4, and 7-0 in the Big East. Defensive and Spellman is back. They'll be the first two, the top two candidates to um, – They'll be the top two candidates to get Big East Player of the Year. So, and they would have been lottery this year. Spellman could have been top five. DiVincenzo, he would have been averaging like, like, listen, if if those two guys come back with Booth and you see how Booth and Pascal are playing, you see how Booth and Pascal are playing. All right. You add them with DiVincenzo and Spellman. Who's stopping Villanova from winning another championship? That's another. There's no R.J. Barrett. Or, listen, I, I told people, people was getting all hype. Oh, man, they beat Kentucky like that. They could be undefeated. No. 
Y'all take college basketball for a joke like you just get these NBA star players that are going to be NBA stars. Even when they get in the league, it's no game. Listen, Jason Tatum and, and, and how good Brandon Ingram is. And these guys will be better. They're not even at their peak. De'Aaron Fox, he's not even at his peak. You know what I'm saying? Like, these guys are not there yet. So what makes you think that a five stars, no matter where they're ranked, just come in and take it? They're easy. When you get a team that could do that, that was a good coaching job. You got good talent. You did a greater coaching job to get guys that come in their first year and take it over. So that's a big, big thing uh, there in that point. Now, um, this game, I feel like it'll be another blowout. I'm expecting another blowout. Not thinking, it, like, maybe DePaul play them tougher. But Villanova's that team. Defense. Stop talking all that other stuff. Everybody was talking about, oh, man. I remember I said something. One of my followers was like, my followers was like, how are they getting everybody involved? What do you mean, defense? Man, everybody, this because what you want, everybody scored 10 points. You got a certain piece of points. Everybody impacted. The four points Samuels had, four good points. Added to the whole tie. Plus, he was playing defense. You're not going to go around Samuels. He had um, three steals and two blocks. Now, the crazy part is I gave credit to Samuels, and I said three steals and two blocks for four points and three rebounds. They was like, oh, I said affected both sides of the ball. They're like, oh, man, you're going too far. What do you mean? He contributed on both. You know what I mean? He did what he's supposed to do. If he's supposed to get the ball more, right would have gave it to him more. Those four points were big. They were big because he also played defense. So he affected on both sides. When he was called upon, he did this thing. Y'all looking for too much. The guys that are going to get majority of the points all the time, you know, you might get a, 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 um, a double figure some other time from somebody. Uh, you know, you might get Gillespie, maybe a, a Cosby Roundtree. But those are not the guys you're going to depend all the time to set the tone. It's Pascal and Booth. Everybody else who chips in from Bay to, to, to if you get eight, seven to eight points and you get four points in there, you're doing good. You're being added. You're, 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 you're answering when you're called upon. You're looking for something else. People are looking for something else. You know, the third best score on their team right now is Gillespie. That's the other guy. And he's an always score double figure. As long, and look at the game he had last game. You say, oh, he ain't do. He contributed all around from defense to, to passing. He don't have to score 20 points. He answers when he's called upon. He had a couple of trade balls. There you go. That's all you need. One game, I mean, when Jermaine Sane was four for five from the free throw line. When he got fouled, guess what? He was 90%. Five times he had four shots. Adding to it. He's always adding stuff to the game. And then you, people don't listen to Jay Wright. Jay Wright tell you who he's glad who stepped up. Gillespie, Bay, and Samuels. That's what you hear about. He's so glad about how they stepped up, their progress, what they're doing. It's just a good, and, and the more these guys play, the better they're going to get. Like, watch out for Villanova. Now, I'm not saying they won a championship, but now they're the team to keep an eye on of getting hot and getting together quick. If this chemistry can get together, because they're starting five in, in, in the bench. They come in. People talk about Cremo. Yeah, one three-pointer. That's not enough. <laughs> like, dang. He's not. That's not what Wright wants him to do. Wright would have been put, giving those opportunities to him, giving him the ball. He would have been calling plays to get him the ball if that's what he wanted him to do. If that's what he needed him to do, how about that? If that's what he needed him to do, he would be seeing if he could do it. All right? So people are a little crazy right now, man. I think people are asking for too much. 
absolutely too much. I just really feel like, like, wow, you know, like people forget how good of a coach Wright is. Like, let me tell you why that Cremo don't get the ball, Quinterly ain't getting rushed in there because Wright wants to do it. Wright wants to teach people. You don't want to rush them in a situation that they haven't automatically clicked on. You're giving them all these shots, but they're not winning. You're giving Cremo all these shots, but you're not winning. You know, let him do his thing. Let the game come to him. And that's it. All right, so now um, the big thing I want to talk about in the most recent of terms of Villanova is Cremo. Will, who's going to come out and who's going to, you know, evolve their game? Because it's always in, in good teams, especially like Villanova, it's always somebody that evolves come tournament time. Villanova, on the other hand, is a little different because you got young players. And, you know, Jay Wright has to play with these young players. He has to play with these young players. And um, the bigger thing is that they have to click in order to be that competitive. With the reputation that Villanova has, you're looking for a team to do things quick. You know, like freshmen now have to get in their impact. Sophomores have to get in there and really impact. It's different if you're just a depth player. You know, Josh Hartnum had the um, success or had the opportunity and, and greatness of learning from guys who were experienced, battle-tested, you know, and they were ready to go when it was time, then time to go. Now, um, the same, this is a little bit more pressure, you know, guys like Cole Swider and Brandon Slater, they got to come right into a college basketball floor and, 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 and make the most of the opportunity. You talk about Slater, you might not want to say his was big. Slater, he monkey-dunked on somebody, man. I mean, in, in high school, he monkey-dunked on people. I remember when he monkey-dunked on somebody. I was like, monkey-dunk mean when you dunk on somebody's face. Like, ha! Like, you know, you just post a child, you know. He's that type of player. So when he did that move on that guy where he went past him, can, can y'all see every freshman has impacted just that little time, that, that little move that Slater gave you, plus that block shot, shows you what type of freshman. I expect, now this is my call. I always call who the players to watch. I'm going with uh, Max Struss and Phil Booth. Let's just get down to it, the two guys. those. But the guys, listen, don't be surprised if Slater get more time in there. He plays good defense. Forget the stuff on the, on the stat sheet. He's a hustler. He makes you work. He makes you box him out. He makes people miss rebounds. He makes people miss. He's 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 a dog. He's a Ron Artest, is smaller Ron Artest type of guy. He's a good defensive player. Reminds me of Trail Spreewell as an offensive player. He has unbelievable energy. So he might get four minutes again and come in there and be a dog. But I think I expect him to get nine, ten, eleven minutes with Cole Swatter out. It's time for Brandon Slater to get that time. Everybody is impacted. Everybody's coming in and played well. All those fr- – this is a great class they got. This should prove just how great, again, that Jay Wright is at recruiting. How dare some of y'all say, oh, Jay Wright is not going to be this and that. Man, come on, man. As soon as people start losing, these young bucks, yeah, they was going to hit it. I didn't think they was going to do that, but I knew it was a possibility. I knew it was a 50-50 chance. I'm just going with the other 50. Like one of my followers said, glass head fool. Yeah, I don't look at the if. I look at the forwardness. This team is a dynasty. And Jay Wright is a Hall of Fame coach. There was no doubt in my mind he was going to get 16-4. No doubt. I just didn't think he was going to start getting blew out by Michigan and beat by Furman. 
I didn't think Penn was going to beat. They outright big five champions. Shout out to Penn. So it's just been crazy right now, man. I think the um, the energy is crazy. Now, I want to talk about the football real quick. It's, a, been, a, it's been a couple of uh, Jack Stanton committed to uh, Villanova. Tight end prospect. I've been talking about him. He committed. Right after his uh, visit, he committed. Um, Jaron Hyatt. Athlete, three-star athlete, man. I, I was waiting. I said, man, if we can get this guy. Man, we getting those guys with stars, man. Uh, that's the second three-star guy we got. Now, Jaron Hyatt can play safety or he can play wide receiver. I, I'm real interested to see where they're going to put him at. Is it going to be a safety? Is it going to be a wide receiver? Is that the guy they're going to get? The, or Because, or, you know, Rowan Pringle was another guy they have that they're after. He's an explosive. He can return the ball. He can receiver. Will they get three receivers? That's interesting to see if they're going to let all – they'll play three because they're both – all of them are athletes. You know, um, I mean, well, Pringle's a receiver. He can play cornerback uh, or safety, but that's not his – his thing is wide receiver, and Villanova's recruiting him for wide receiver. Jerron Hyatt can play on the elite level at, at in the defensive backfield or as a wide receiver. So it, wherever they put him at, he's going to impact. That was just a great, great signing. If they put him at receiver, that's going to let you know something because they they're still going to the Rewind Pringle. You're talking about a guy who could potentially be uh, they could be a good, could potentially be a three-receiver class. It's still Josh Slay out there. It's still Darian Wiley. That's another thing. That's why I think if they got Hayek and they're trying to get Pringle, I don't think they get four receivers. Maybe. That would be exciting. But I think Hayek is a safety right now. I haven't got to him and talked to him enough. Um, I'm going to send a, this interview is going to come out with VU Sports real soon. A Jack Stanton commitment um, coming out real soon. What I have to say is that this team is pretty um, they're looking for weapons on offense more than anything. I think through the last couple of recruiting class, they really stack well for the defense. You bring in an elite receiver like Elijah Trent, he becomes a top a top cornerback on this team. I mean, they're 6'3". You're looking at some trouble. I think he's a guy that could get better and better. Watch out for Elijah Trent. Now, I always was on here talking about, oh, man, I hope uh, Elijah Trent is uh, – I hope Elijah Trent is that receiver because he was so elite. Just like Owen Thomas, a tight end. But both these guys are going to be top – and CEH and FCS top guys. Owen Thomas is a monster linebacker. Elijah Trent is a beast at, in the defensive secondary. I mean, this is a good team. They're now trying to build on offense. And I'm interested to see what else goes down with this in receivers. I think Hayek probably is going to be a safety. They need another playmaker. Okay. Um... It's just it's just good to see Villanova get to that point. Getting to that extreme point of being an elite an elite team. Not yet, but they're trying to build that. And I I would be shoot, they got four receivers. I would love that. They need as many playmakers as possible. Ain't like you can't switch them guys, them guys are athletes. They can get switched over. That's that's the great part, being rated an athlete. You're a two-position player already coming in there. So, you know, like one guy, Lynn Bowden, who's uh, became a, a, a good receiver at Kentucky, the number one target. 
he was a four-star dual-threat quarterback that was explosive and exciting, but he also could play receiver, and that's what they put him at. He's been good. He knows what to do with that speed. So that's why Kentucky's where they're at, and especially their offense is effective. So this it's all matters to me. It all matters. Um, things to talk about, anything else? No, nothing about Philly, none of the Flyers. Um, I have a um, podcast going on soon about the Flyers. You know, the Flyers are um, they're a good team. So um, they're going to go through their bumps and bruises because they're so young. That's why things are going to be so different. They're so young. So that's going to be, people got to understand, like, you know, they have so much potential to splash off. But sometimes even me being naive, oh, just not really knowing where to pick or where they're going to progress at, I think I thought they would be at least better than what they are. Probably about seven games over 500 by now at least. But they're not They're not at that point. If, if At the lowest three games over 500, you know, because it's a young team, you're going to hit strides. But it was worse than that. And you're seeing stuff happen. We'll get to that, but we're not going to talk about that right now. I'm sorry. You know, I'm all on Philadelphia sports, man, all the time. Um, you see the 2020, uh, I, I did a um, one-on-one with Johnny Juzang. Uh, Johnny Juzang is a beast, man. Johnny Juzang is something special. I really like, you know why he's something special for no, he can pass, he, he can bring the ball up, he can do a lot of that. I mean, if y'all, listen, go YouTube this man if you ain't seen his games. This man can definitely get down with his all-around game, but his, his, his shooting is so good, that's what people want him to get down with. He's long, he can take you off the dribble. He's perfect for Villanova because he can shoot the three so good. He's the second best shooter in this class. One of the top five shooters in the whole nation, period. Basketball, period. Johnny Juzang. It's only one guy I put right over him. That's R.J. Hampton. It's the only guy right over him, R.J. Hampton. Johnny Juzang would be perfect in the Villanova uniform. Perfect. I mean, that's just a – he's going to get an offer soon. Whenever he goes to visit, you know what I mean? I hope so. We don't know what's going to happen when that – I'm just hoping this guy goes and visits Villanova. Now, if you look at <laughs> the reason why I'm going up to that, because if you look at my interview, he tells you he's going to visit. You don't know when he's going to visit. You don't know when he's going to visit, when he's going to get up there. I don't know when that's going to happen. If I do know, I'll let you know. But one thing is good. Villanova keeps in contact with him. So I just see that coming. He's a shooter. And I know Jay Wright is licking his chops at wow. That's what I need on my offense. This guy can play. And if they can get him and Jeremy Roach, oh, my gosh. Do you understand the type of team Villanova has? How good they would make Johnny Juzang? Do you realize how good Villanova would make Johnny Juzang? Villanova's won one championships, man. That's it. Villanova wants to win championships. And 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 I, I can't tell it no more plain than that. Villanova wants to win championships. So that's just what so so they're not looking at like we want to talk about the Jalen Green. Of course they love this guy the superstar, but Villanova feels like 
And by the way, George Halkovich, my guy, is, is the guy that's been talking to Johnny Juzang. Um, if you want to know what teams, Virginia, USC, uh, they're all coming after him. He's been impressed with him. You know, he's he, he he always. If you look at his one on one, I had when the NBA draft from. You see, I've been I had a good long talk with Johnny. And, you know, I, I was fortunate to get some questions for for NBA draft from, and for twenty twenty uh, for VU Sports, which was great. Uh, shout out to his his pop Maxi, uh, the whole Juzang family, just a good family. I love man. I, I'm fortunate to run to some great families, man. Great families. Um, the next thing. I wanted to talk about before we get out of here. The, the last go round is, um, yeah, Jeremy Roach. It's three guys. It's four guys, really. It's Lingrid the third, Johnny Juzang, Jeremy Roach, Elijah Hutchins. Those are guys to watch for. I've been hearing some. I heard a lot of falseness. Some is not falseness. It's not. Now let me stop that. That's stupid to say. Um, some people probably just didn't know Philadelphia did. Uh, Villanova. I, I saw one analyst, uh, a respect analyst. So I will never say no names. He put out there that. Uh, Villanova could have their first one and done's coming up soon with this class, but Villanova's one and done has actually already happened with Amari Spellman. So people have to uh, just let people know that. And um, you know, Jeremy Roach is one guy, but see, Villanova is going to get probably three commits out this class. I say three commits. There's no doubt in my mind. Three commits. I say that. I say out of the four guys you hear, I think Elijah Hutchins ever, in my opinion right now, Johnny Juzang and Jeremy Roach are the guys. I think Lingrid III is a guy that if they don't get a Jeremy Roach, they're going to get a Lingrid III. You know? I think that's, that's what it's looking at. I think Jeremy Roach, they're waiting to see what happens. They've been recruiting them good. I pick Roach to go to Nova. If Juzang gets off from Nova, I think Nova's going to be the top choice. I, I really do. I think if Nova recruits Juzang, Juzang's going to Villanova. If they recruit him and make him a priority and, and make him feel wanted, you know, and they want him, he's going to Villanova. Elijah Hutchins ever? I, I think it's no no question. They, they're, they're looking at him. I think it's no question. He's a big man. They need him. I think it's no question. You know, um, singing the 2020 class, Dada will be a junior. And then by the time Elijah Hutchins ever played, Dada will be a junior next year. By the time Elijah Hutchins ever played, he'll be a senior. And they're going to need him. And him and Dixon will be real good together. Juzang, listen, Booth is gone. So you got guys like um, Justin Moore and uh, Brandon Slater and Brian Antoine. But see, Slater can go to the three position. Remember, Jermaine Samuels will be gone, and he'll be a junior next year. By the time Johnny Juzang comes, he can he can also play the three. Juzang can play the three. He's long. He can play. He already told me he can play one through three. Hey, that's what he told me. He can play one through three. I didn't put that on interview, but he did tell me he can play one through three. So, hey, he can pass the ball. That could be a guy that could end up getting in there between the cracks. You know what I mean? And I think Johnny Juzang. As much as he's rated that high, we'll see how Villanova plays him. Will they put him in the, the starting role automatically? That could happen, man. He has the ability to win a starting role. You see Sadiq Bay come in as a freshman. So all freshmen looking, you can win a starting role. If he comes in there now, 
Antoine will be gone by the time he was hanging. He won't have to battle Antoine. The only guys we'll have to look at is uh, Brandon Slater. And, yeah, he'll have to look at Brandon Slater. And he'll have to look at um, Justin Moore. It's the only battle he'll have coming in. So, you know, I'm not trying to listen. I don't want nobody to come at me like, oh, what are you trying to say? Look, please don't try to... <laughs> I really do look at what I say because, you know, I've been, hey, man, and they, then people see what I'm saying. They're like, oh, well, I didn't know you was saying that. <laughs> I would never try to disrespect anybody, man. That's not my M.O., man. Not trying to disrespect anybody, but just telling the truth about things that's going on and analyzing things for real. Um, I remember one follower, I had to block him because I don't like disrespect. I'm sorry, man. He, the girls are not an elite team. They did this. Um, I say, if I'm giving a compliment <laughs> to the Villanova women's basketball, you have no right to get your punk ass on there. I'm, excuse my French. And say that they're not an elite team when they're getting credit. This team has battled. They, they You look at the 21 seasons they had in the last seven years. This team has always been competitive. Always. And where they are now as a unit, they're forming an elite team. They are not an elite team. They are an elite team. No doubt about it. You're going to have to mess with Villanova when you come around to Villanova. You're going to have to mess with a good team. And that's my opinion. That's my opinion. Where they came from and how they are and where they are now, they're an elite team. Elite teams, the team that stay consistent in what they do. 21 seasons ain't hard to get. I mean, ain't ain't easy to get. You know, especially coming from where they came from. You know, so I just look. When I give somebody credit, I'm cutting you off. If you sit up here and try to come and knock their shine. You know what I mean? That right there, just for your opportunity to get at me. Nah, that right there is selfish. Like, for real. I, I cut people off. You can be, you know, talk stuff or whatever, but when you go at other people that I get credit for, you know, I, I, the second person I'm going to lead this. You know what I mean? So I don't play about that. Any Nova fans know why. I, no, uh, it's, a, it's just a follower. Everybody knows who he is. You know, I just don't play that, man. And I give you, I always tell you, don't disrespect people before I let you all. I used to just cut people down. That's it. But I've gotten better. So now we out of here, man. Soon we're going to have a Villanova game coming on soon. Y'all all enjoy Villanova DePaul. Yes, I predict a blowout. Yes, Villanova's coming, 17 wins. The countdown to 20 wins for Jay Wright again is coming. I'm expecting 30 wins. Yes. Hopefully we can break it, but I, I don't think it's going to be a little bit harder this year. I think, uh, if anything, 27 wins is on, the, is on point. You know what I mean? So we'll see what happens. But I think they can still break the 31 barrier because of Jay Wright. So I, I see y'all, man. I'm out. Follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Twitter. Like my page on Facebook. Um, I get at y'all, man. Out. Follow the leader. Back with y'all on Villanova Radio. This is part two, you know, to um, the Villanova Radio I did earlier, which is previewing uh, the game with Villanova and DePaul. Which was a win, you know, for Villanova. Once again, them boys look good, man. They like the tournament ready. Phil Booth looks like he's the best player in the country. I mean, if you're looking at players right now, look at um, 
Ja Morant, who I think is the player of the year right now. There's no doubt in my mind. Love Zion Williamson. Uh, love what R.J. Barrett doing. Uh, Marcus Howard looks good. But to me right now, it's Ja Morant. He's the best player in the league. And next to him would be, to me, Phil Booth. I really don't want to give him that climb yet, but for a player that's playing with the two-time champions, two champions last three years, then all of a sudden, this man, he had 19 points, eight assists, by the way. We'll talk about that in a minute. But all of a sudden, this man comes back, five, a two-time champ, uh, uh, five-time, you know, nobody expected. I, I predicted he was going, this was going, he was going to be like the Buddy Hill this year because he can shoot from anywhere on the court, anywhere on the court, taking the post. He can do anything. You can't stop him. You can't stop him. And then he can play point with you. He had 19 points, eight assists this game. And uh, DePaul played good, man. I think they, they didn't play him the toughest out of this whole nine-game stretch, nine-game winning streak. They didn't play him the toughest, man. DePaul been good. But um, um, Eric Pascal, once again, having a good game. 16 points, 11 rebounds, three assists, and two blocks for Sadiq Bay. He's going to have games like that. He just shows his all-around talent. Uh, to me, on both sides of the ball, I could see why. You're going to keep him and Samuels in there. For one, you need defense. You need length. That's why Samuels, the matchup of Eric Pascal, Phil Booth, uh, Eric Pascal, Phil Booth, Jermaine Samuels, Sadiq Bay, and Gillespie's in there. The length. Gillespie, is after, he's a captain. He in there. He play hard. Everybody, just because he ain't scoring 20, 18, he don't have to do that. He plays defense. He makes good decisions. You know, he knows the offense. He's a good learner. So you need a guy like that. That's why he's over there over Quinterly, because he knows more. He's playing harder. You know, that's all it is. Quinterly um, is explosive. You know, Samuels is explosive. But Sadiq Bay on both sides of the ball is a better player. You know, he can he can guard. You know, he can rebound also. That's big. For him to be able to rebound like he does, we the Villanova needs that. He just does the extra the extra things like rebound and defense, especially the rebound. If Samuels can rebound like him, then we'll be talking about, whoa, but they both are starting. They both start. So there's a reason why they both start. Samuels, Samuels is not getting credited for the defense. He does. He's a lockdown. He locks down on you. Him and Bay have length and they have athleticism. And they both lock down on you. So you got to have them both in there. It's better to have him in there than to have Dada right now. Dada still gets his minutes. You see what Dada did in this game. Okay. His rebounding is important. His defense is important. But they needed more athletic guys that could run the floor when it's time to run the floor. And at 6'8", 255, look at Pascal. Look how big he is. He can play and guard most centers. If you 6'10", Pascal can jump out the gym. So he's going to be able to guard. And if it gets too bad, you know, they, you know, you, you get a guy that's seven foot, maybe six ten, six eleven. You put Dada in there and you let Pascal be a mismatch problem at the power forward position. You know, they got a real good because he's a mismatch. Not too many power forwards is athletic as him. So either he's gonna play you at center or he's gonna give your your four man hell. So that's what happened. Um the the seniors, once again, they're two man, then everybody play good, is doing good. Gillespie, the way they shoot three-pointers at Villanova is awesome. The way they pass is awesome. Offensive rebounds was big in this game. I mean, real big. I mean, they they on in the boards, they out-muscled them. So, and because they was getting them close. They was trying to make a comeback, but the boards and the defense is what really put them on another level. So, Villanova did they think today. Uh, Joe Cremo, six points. You see where he hit those three-pointers? Long range. This man's a sniper. When he's called upon, 
He answers. Not only that, he had two steals. All right, people got to recognize how good Joe Cremo is to this team. He's doing what he's supposed to do. Joe Cremo is not Dante DiVincenzo. He has not spent time in this offense. He is not, Jay Wright is not going to depend on an inexperienced person like Cremo or Quinnelly to come in this on this team and give them pressure. Everybody that's been here, you see what it is. And the guy that, you know, like Bay doesn't have to come in and score 20 points a game. While Bay gets the time he gets, he's more, he's bigger, he's 6'8", he's more physical. Um, he he can rebound better, so that's that's it. That's the only thing. Both like Jermaine Samuels' the defense has improved to the point where Bay defense, the way Bay plays defense, isn't the kicker that puts him over Samuels. That's that's not it, you know. I mean, because you could put Samuels in there and he has an offense, you'll get the same thing if he got the ball and much opportunities as Bay. The same thing will happen, but Bay is more physical and he can rebound better. And so that was, and he's longer and he's bigger. That right there, you put a six eight guy who's ready to shoot the ball at that position. If Bay wasn't pr- progress offensively, nothing separates defenses and what separates him. Because Samuels has clearly shown he's a great two way defender and he's a good rebounder, but he's not a better rebounder than Bay. So you want a guy that's going to give you more chance to get the ball, get the rebound, and defend the player, be more physical. A guy, you know, these small fours now, man, he can match up with any of the six eight guys or the six nine guys. Or he can guard the four. Bay can do so much more. That's what Wright loves him for. I know he did good. In, he, he proved he can score. He proved he can play. So did Samuels. They both have proved they can score. But as a rebounder and a defender, Bay is just better. And he's just better for the team. Now, like I said about defending, you can put Samuels in there and there's nothing you're going to lose. Samuels has clearly proven he is a irritating person to have guard you. He is a good defender. He is, Jay Wright has made him a good defender. But being physical and getting more rebounds is what got Bay over. Because when you got a battle with a 6'8 guy, at the three position and post him up that can play defense like that at being six eight rather than being six six, six seven. You know, Bay's about two thirty-five, two thirty. More weight than Jermaine Samuels. You know, Samuels about two ten. Yeah, I mean, so it's like when you look at both of them, it really compliments. But to have them both in there makes drilling over even better defense. Cause now you have athletic guys. They can run on transition. They can all rebound. Bay and uh, Kyrie Roundtree are the best rebounders. Then you got Pascal. So that gives them a lot with that. And, you know, you can bring Quinley in. Like when Quinley came in the game, he missed like two shots. And then Jay Wright quickly takes him out. Let's get this game focused. You don't want to put pressure on Quinley when you don't have to. Go ahead and put Phil Booth in there. It was times because Gillespie didn't know what to do with the ball as a point guard. He didn't know how to, you know, get everybody involved. So what you do, you let Booth, the experienced man, come there, run the team. Let Quinley and Gillespie see Booth run the team and let Gillespie run around and be a two guard. I like him like that. Let him be able to just score and rebound. I think he'll be a mismatch like that. I just he think he's more physical than guys his height. So I want to see him be a dog. He can get 20 points, 18 points a game if Gillespie gets the ball. At the two guard, I just don't think I think point guard takes away from him and what he can do. At, I still think that I just think he's a better two guard. Next year, it's going to be something to see if Gillespie is with Quinley because Quinley's better at handling the ball. You know, you can let Gillespie do what he do and let Quinley get open because of Gillespie. I think they'll feed off each other. 
And it could also be a situation where Antoine becomes a defense Shinzo. I mean, they can they can do a lot of of matchups to where Antoine comes in at the two at the uh, small four position. They can have a lot of different lineups next year. It's gonna be something to see what they do. You could put Robinson Earl at the three or the four. You know, just different lineups. You know, you can put him at the five. You know, it's gonna be different lineups. So it's gonna be something to see. But to DePaul was a good win. Another one, eight zero in the Big East. You're going to see them start going down the stretch. I want to see them play Georgetown and Marquette. Those are my teams because I feel like Georgetown with Akinjo and um, and Mac McGlung and Josh LeBlanc and Jesse Galvin, like these guys can ball. They've gotten better and some explosive talent there. It's time for Villanova. I want them to beat them. It's a real good young team. And then Marquette with Marcus Howard. I mean, you've been hearing all this mess, and I want to see him and Phil Booth go at it, get down. Like that's going to be the big matchup to know where Villanova is at. Georgetown and especially Marquette, if they can go through this whole Big East tournament and just swipe everybody like back in the day, yeah, Villanova's a, a championship contender. If they can go through the Big East and like if they blow out the whole Big East and, and they, they they beat and rip the Big East, even through the Big East tournament, Villanova's a championship contender regardless. If they lose one game, they're a championship contender, okay, because that's the old Villanova. But if they lose a couple games down these stretches, then it's going to be, ah, you know, great eight. I mean, because that's still big to do it like that. If they lose two games down this stretch and still win the whole Big East tournament, you better watch out for them possibly being in a championship. All right. So this is this is real big for Villanova to get this win. Um, once again, Cremo, Roundtree, Samuels on defense, on offense. Don't look for double figures. Look for points. Look for three-point shots. Look for three free throw shots. I mean, my points first get four points, and he's you know on, he's starting. But as you can see, look what Samuels does during the whole game defensively. He's active. He's around the boards. He's if he's not getting the rebound, he's tipping the rebound. He's challenging one, so his other teammates can get one. His energy is contagious. One thing they don't have, he don't have the energy Samuels got. His athletic ability is not like Jermaine Samuels. He can go around the whole court fast, quick, jump up, come down. So that's a capitalizer to let Bay kind of stay in place and do what he do, play defense as he do. While you got this irritating person around, you know, while you posting up Bay, Samuels could be running around, tip the ball from you because, you you know, and Bay so physical, you're trying to post a big guy up. Samuels come out of nowhere, swipe it from you. Stuff like that, you know, that makes Villanova – a team. Just watch how good they get. I'm really getting surprised by this team. Let's let them keep on playing. But Georgetown and, and Marquette is it. I have to see these games. I have to see these games. These games are what matters. Georgetown and Marquette. I mean, they are. I'm very impressed with Georgetown. I'm very impressed with Marquette. So I have to see Villanova come through. And if they blow these teams out, whoa. I mean, it's a sleeper team. Booth and Pascal are finally here. They are catching on. They are consistent every day. You have to deal with them. You have to deal with Pascal, jump through the air, dunking on you, blocking shot, rebounding, three-pointers. You don't know what you want to do with a 6'8", 255 guy that can do it all, okay? And then Phil Booth is just the Steph Curry of the league right now. You know, John ja, ja Morant is the is the Westbrook, but Phil Booth is the Steph Curry. I mean, you just, you what you going to do? It's going to be a Steph Curry with a post-up game. You know, he, he can do everything, so... I just want to come post game, give y'all some quick post game uh, pointers, and I'm out of here, y'all. Uh, enjoy the podcast, the first part of the podcast. I am talking about the commitment of Jaron Hayek, and I break down some other commitments. If y'all didn't, if y'all just skip into this, but this is part two, y'all. Uh, Nova Nation, here we go again. Eight and 0, 17 and four.
trying to break into this top 10, which it's looking like we can get in that top 10. I'm three more games to count down to 20 win season. Another one for Jay Wright. It's going to happen. This team is that good for sure. But championship, the way they playing, we're just going to see. But they got untapped talent that people don't realize they have. This was the ninth ranked recruiting class in the nation. Everybody has contributed some type of way. Last night, the last game, it was Slater. Slater showed just in the little things he did, it's an impact. It's an impact he did from the drive right there because you don't even expect it. If you've got a freshman guarding you, you know, and you're a guy that's been there, or if you got this, when the freshman got the ball, you don't expect him to take you off the dribble, take you to the hole. You ain't expect a freshman to catch up with you and block that shot. It's, you know, it's a high four star, and I feel like Slater had five star ability. You know, he was close. There's a good ranking on him, but I feel like, you know, he's close because his, his last year in high school, he kind of failed fell back and, you know, went back a little bit. You know, you had Jeremy Roach and you had Anthony Harris and he kind of played the back role and, you know, he can light it up on him. So, and then you look at Cole Swire, he had a couple of real good games, man, showing his range, the scoring ability and toughness. And then you're looking at um Javon Quinley, you know, from, from where he started to where he is right now, you see the improvement, you see the explosiveness, you see what he's going to bring in the future. And then you see Sadiq Bay starting. I mean, he's been the best freshman this year, clearly. You know, starting getting minutes. He was the last to commit. When they didn't get Reed Travis, they got Sadiq Bay. And you see why they wanted Sadiq Bay. And he's definitely adding to it, playing a very good game, impact. So I'm out of here, y'all. Follow me on Instagram, follow me on Twitter. Like my page on Lita, um, like my page on Facebook, Lita Johnson, um, NBA Draft Room. Stock Rises, Philly Sports Network, VU Sports, NFL Draft Room. I'm, I'm on all that, man. Uh, my Lita Johnson blog, which is Lita Johnson Daily. You can look that up. You can find me on the search. Oh, that's on Facebook. All right. Signing out, y'all. Nova Nation. Out of here.